0: Simo, the movie dude. George for breakfast, Desmond's is 747 at Triple M. And what we do every Friday is we catch up with the movie dude and we talk about a movie which has just been released or sometimes we talk about Netflix, sometimes we just shoot the breeze. Simo, how are you?
1: Hey, Sean. Well, I know you really wanted to shoot the breeze here, but I've got to tell you, I've, I've seen another movie and we got to talk about it. Whoa, what? Crazy. You've seen another movie? Wow, I know. It's almost like that's the point of this segment and the only reason you call me every week. I
0: mean, who really knows? You need to analyse it closely to figure out the real reason that we talk, the real guts to it, the gems. How much money do you spend on movies in a year, do you
1: think? Oh, that'll be depressing. Uh, Well, okay, let's do it this way, Sean. If if an average ticket is... I think they're, they're $13, $14. Yeah. I do go to a few kind of different cinema brands. So sometimes if you go see an arty movie, you're spending, you know, $18. But if I'm just going to my bog standard, I'd say 13 If I'm averaging, you know, at least going once every two weeks, because, you know, some weeks I'll go twice a week. Some weeks I won't go at all. Some mm. weeks I'll go three times. Um, Ten times 52, five I reckon maybe 600 650. That's not, you know,
0: that's like a that's like a a gym membership. So, and you will mean a gym membership <laughs> is physical. Ex-
1: something productive.
0: Well, yeah, what's physical exercise compared to mental recreation? So, if de facto, you're getting smarter with every movie that you watch. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I'm zoning out for two and a half hours every week, and then I'm coming back and I'm being like. I can't remember the character's name. But one day I will.
0: But one day it'll come to you and hopefully you haven't forgotten for this review. What have we got this week?
1: Oh, we've got an interesting one. We have Hustlers, Hustlers. with JLo. Have oh. you heard of this one? Uh
0: not a lot, but I have heard that J Lo probably should be in the awards, whatever awards there is. She should be Academy awarded for this for her role. Uh, she goes she plays a pretty real dark character, isn't she? A, um a lady of the night?
1: Well, I guess you could say that. <laughs> okay. But they are all strippers. Yes. Okay? okay. <laughs> so Hustlers is uh, based uh, back in the early 2000s. It's based on a true story. A New York Times article was written about it in about 2015 or something. And people were like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then, you know, five years later, someone's actually made a movie out of it. The whole plot revolves around uh, a gang of strippers in New York, who decide that post-financial crisis, you know, they're not getting all the big bucks, all the Wall Street dudes aren't coming in and flashing their cash, so they start scamming Wall Street people for money. Ah,
0: and I, I you, I'll, just, I'll just interrupt you quite here. That's the thing that you don't see with these huge financial crises and these disasters. You don't see the little victims, like the strippers.
1: That's <laughs> exactly sure. That was one of my main thoughts when they took that... Turn, they started going. Oh, financial crisis has hit us. and, blah, 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 and you know, We're not getting all the big fish coming in. The clubs going downhill, and it's not. Oh, I could maybe try and get another job. But how can we keep stripping? And- <laughs> can somebody please think of the strippers? <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: and, and it's good because I know they're always at the forefront of your mind.
0: Oh so. yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Move on. So what is this? What is this all about? So there's a gang. They're trying to scam Wall Street. Basically, big, big, fancy suits. Uh, how do they go? Yeah. How does J-Lo go?
1: So you're introduced, first of all, to Destiny, played by Constance Wu. Uh, you may remember her from Crazy Rich Asians and that sort of thing. She's also on that Fresh Off the Boat. Um, so she's you know, she's kind of popular. And she's like the the new stripper. So she's joined the club. She doesn't really know how to dance. She doesn't really know how to kind of work the crowd and that sort of thing. And J-Lo, also known as Ramona, takes her under her wing because J-Lo's the big dog. She knows all the tricks she's the best dancer top tier everyone loves her so they're best friends and um they, they work together and pre-financial crisis they're making good money together and everyone really loves them but once financial crisis hits they realize they need something more to make sure they can survive because you know they've been doing this for a few years they both wound up with children they don't have any um fathers not in the picture they gotta they kind of justify everything they do by being like, "I'm doing this for my daughter" and mm. everything like that. Um, mm. Something that's kind of interesting about this is, and I feel like this is just my own personal thoughts on it. I'm, it's, everyone else kind of has taken a thing where they're going, "Oh, J Lo, uh, she deserves you know accolades for all this kind of stuff and blah blah." And I didn't find her, you know, amazing. Whoa. It didn't seem like this character of Ramona could have been, you know, oh, it had to be J Lo, like. Yes, when there's all dancing going on and all this kind of stuff, very much like J Lo is suited to it. But all, all the acting, it just you know, it just seems like here's J Lo acting angry and she's doing a Brooklyn accent, and you know, I mean, that's not really that doesn't really seem top tier acting to well, me. Yeah, that
0: goes that flies in the face from what I've heard that he she's been amazing.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's just because everyone's going, oh, J Law can put on an accent and and yell and sort sort of maintain an angry face, you know. I guess we're not holding jlo to a to an actress kind of standard you mm. know? she's no male straight that role, I'd be like, yeah okay, but mm.
0: yeah you just you just don't like Jenny from the block that's all you're that's just you
1: well that's what i that's what I feel this whole thing was. she's just kind of putting on another face, Jenny from the block, it's all like, I'm aggressive, I'm gangster, and you're like. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, assume there's some twists and turns, although based on a true story, it's hard to have heaps of creative license. So they, they fall into the crap. They, they don't make any money. They start scamming. I'm going to make an assumption that one of the scams gets them in trouble. One of the big Wall Street people, they're like, rah, 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 we don't like this. So they almost lose and they have to do one final scam to get out of it scot-free, to get out of all the poo-poo they land themselves in. Have I just nailed the plot there? Well, you got halfway there. Okay? I, I literally... That was no spark notes. That was no cheating or anything. That was just me guessing.
1: Yeah. And you know what, Sean? You're pretty much halfway there. So the whole movie is framed um, with uh, Destiny, Constance, Constance Wu's character, uh, talking to the reporter from the New York Times. So it's based after all the scams have taken place and all this sort of things, and she's kind of just talking to the reporter about it. And then they keep flashing forwards and backwards, blah, blah, blah. And... Here's something that, you know, I didn't really like about it. The scam itself that they pull, uh, I realize it's based on a true story and they can't embellish it too much, but it just seemed like the most unsophisticated thing. Like, it it didn't, there's nothing smart about it. Okay, Sean, I'm going to tell you what the scam is. And anyone listening might be like, oh, it's spoilers, but it's not because it's a true story and you can just read the article. So what they did was they would just call up rich clients that they knew went to the club and say, hey, let's go out for a night of fun like, you know, you, me they meet up at a bar and then they would drug him and then they would sort of take him to their strip club where they got commission and just sort of take his card and just kind of swipe up like an $8,000 bill and that's the scam.
0: So you're, you're swiping the card, and then how do you access them? So the money goes into the club, and then you access the money through the club? I mean, I don't see how this yeah. is helping their stripper kids.
1: Yeah, so, so they were getting a cut of the money that they were right. scamming off these people, and it was all based under the assumption that the big Wall Street dudes, you know, when they wake up in the morning and look at their bank account, they're not going to go, oh, I spent $8,000 at a strip club, I need to you know, I need to call my bank and say, hey, I didn't do this because the bank would laugh at them. Yes. And that kind of what happens, you know. A lot of, like, they go to cops and all this and the cops are like, yeah, you spent eight grand at a strip club, you must have had a good night. Well, they've so, got
0: history as well. They've done it before. These are people, they've called up. So it's like, well, that time I actually did spend the eight grand, but this time I actually didn't. I was drugged. It's like, come on, mate. Come on, suit.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's sort of what they, the entire scam is based on and what they're hoping on. Uh there are some things that happen and you're like, oh, no, I didn't realize that they would take that kind of turn down there. And, oh, so I'm not going to say there's a happy ending. I'm not going to say there's an unhappy ending based on the fact that it's a true story. uh, You can pretty much read up the article and you'll find the entire thing. I found that it was kind of a weird one because, yeah, the scam itself was so uneventful and everyone was hyping up J-Lo. And, you know, for the first maybe hour of the movie... Sean, if you really like kind of good sort of stripper moments on film, you'll probably enjoy it.
0: <laughs> oh, what is that code for? I don't even want to know. All right, out of five, how many good stripper moments does this one get?
1: I, I'm going to be generous. I'm going to give this three stripper moments because okay. it is kind of quirky. It's, it's different. But at the end, it did, it did feel like nothing ama- nothing amazing happened. Yeah,
0: okay. All right. So that's very fascinating. So obviously, you can probably find the hustler or the hustled. What's it called? The hustler. Oh, hustler. Hus- Hustlers. Hustlers. You can probably find that at Penwick Cinemas. Um, so I've got a few topics I want to throw your way, and I just want to get your thoughts, because there's a little bit happening at the moment. I mean, this, this weekend, uh, Disney Plus is about to be released uh, in Australia. Uh, thoughts, thoughts, thoughts? Marvel, Fox, Star Wars all going to the platform. Is Disney Plus going to absolutely take over from Netflix? Is it going to give it a big smackdown?
1: Okay. Here's the thing, Sean. So you're right. Disney Plus is coming out. Uh, I think it's next Monday where it's available in Australia. It's already been available in the US and I think the UK uh, all happened on Monday. Uh, their servers all crashed because I think over 10 million people have already signed up. Wow. And I think it's something around 8 or $9 Australian a month. Not that I'm trying to sell this to anyone, but that's the price. So it's a little bit cheaper than Netflix, that sort of thing. And I've done my own research because it seemed interesting but here's what I found out, sure So they have exclusive stuff like there's going to be a Star Wars TV show called The Mandalorian. They've already released the first episode. That sort of thing. Um, there's going to be uh, comic book shows like a Loki. He's going to get his own show. Hawkeye, Captain. Um, just the
0: Marvel. These Marvel characters are going to be rolled out with their own TV shows. A bit like yeah. A bit like um, what Netflix had, but I assume they're going to carry those shows over, like The Arrow or whatever it is, The Arch, whatever is it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah basically that sort of stuff and all that. They're going to. Make all new content for Disney Plus, which will release over the next few years. And they also have all the Disney content, so all the TV shows from Disney Channel, all the animated movies, all the live action movies, all this. you got all the Marvel movies, you've got all the Star Wars movies, you've got all the kind of. Uh, you've got all the Simpsons, and you have all these Fox TV shows as well. But, but. 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 But! There, there are no MA movies, there's no R rated movies, there's nothing that's uh to adult gear there's no good
0: there's no good stripper
1: bits (laughs) well yes there's no good hustlers would not make it on disney plus even if it was made by disney (laughs) so it's not everything that disney owns so you're not going to see things like um deadpool or like logan that's rated ma even though they're comic book movies that are now owned by disney uh you're not going to see their sort of edgy like fox Searchlight Films. It's a family and children's streaming service, mm. so you're not going to get anything over M-rated, I think. And you know that's fine, but you know, picture Disney. You think I'm going to cram everything I can get the widest audio audience? But instead, they're kind of uh, focusing on you know children and family-friendly. So the children family-friendly streaming service, it still has a lot of content, and yeah. it's still going to get a lot of exclusive stuff that you will not get anywhere else like um the mandalorian like i said just came out i did get a little sneak preview of that first episode and it's you know it's like a western star wars tv show it's something that's never been done before there's no jedis running around no lightsabers it's just about a bounty hunter so very cool you know, it's up to you whether or not you want to spring for yet another streaming service just for one TV show in the hope of more <laughs> within the next, you know, two years.
0: It sounds like their target audience, they're really isolating the... Um The young, angry, single, male and female, you know. (laughs) If if you've got a family and kids, great. If not, not so good. I want to keep charging through these because I've got a few things that I want to tick off with you. Um, Another streaming service which is about to come big is Apple TV. I think that's what it's called. And they've just put a whole bunch of money into the morning show, I think it's called. Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell. Apparently it's good. Uh, They were really smart about it because they didn't actually put a lot of money into publicity but what they did do is write into the contracts of these huge actors, Reese Witherspoon as well, they said we want you to push out advertising for this, we want you to promote it through your own personal platforms, through your own brands, hence you see Jennifer Aniston jumping on Instagram, Steve Carell's done posts as well and it's received big publicity, what's your take on Apple TV and will this one show catapult it amongst the Netflix'es and the Amazon Prime's?
1: Oh, so yeah. it's um, one believe, show. Yeah, it took, it's only one yeah, show. Took,
0: you talk about Disney having one show being Star Wars, which is good. Yeah. This is the same, but they're banking yeah. on it.
1: Well, yeah, it's it's called The Morning Show and it's based on like um, something like The Today Show or Sunrise for us, but it's like their American talk show in the morning and then we want to do news and all this kind of stuff and Jennifer Aniston's the main character and all this sort of stuff. And you're right, they are banking solely on this show, and I think there's something with Jason Momoa in it as well, mm. which is a bit kind of like a fantasy thing, but I, the morning show seems such a, a narrow thing to try and lure people in. It's supposed it to be... It seems like geared towards like, hey, mums, do you like watching... Well, I think
0: it's a bit more than that. It's almost from what I've heard about it and read into the reviews. It's a bit more social commentary on the Me Too movement. Because I think Steve Carell's character, if you can ma- imagine him equivalent being Carl Stefanovic, which topically is going back to the Today Show. But anyway, it's sort of Steve Carell dealing with, he has to go through his own accusations of being inappropriate with people around set and it's him dealing with that and also dealing with this influx of strong female characters which is Reese Witherspoon and and Jennifer Aniston and how he deals with it, which is which is interesting because let's face it, the dynamic between males and females in the workplace can be complicated. And I think it's sort of a look on that, but again, this is despite even if you gave this six out of ten or seven out of ten, it's still a lot to bank an entire platform on.
1: Yeah, and I think When people launch services like this, they want to have something that has quite broad appeal and they think that's going to, like, snap up. And while it's an interesting concept and an interesting show, it's not not something that I'm like, oh, that sounds like a generic drama that is on TV quite a lot. I mean, if I wanted to... You know, it's not like they're chucking out, like, here's Game of Thrones, you've never seen it before, and everyone's like, ooh, it's like, here's Breaking Bad, you know, sort of TV shows with a different hook that kind of gets you in. Well,
0: even the, Star- even the Star Wars TV show is a better hook, because it's something we all love, and we could watch from week to week, but, yeah, it doesn't really have that sort of appeal, does it?
1: Yeah, and, you know, Apple Plus TV, whatever they're calling it now, it's, uh, you know, I've yeah, unless they get a bunch of stuff on it, you know, who's going to who's going pay for this, plus Netflix, plus Stan, plus, you know, even people have Foxtel that want to have that as well, and, you know, there's a lot, and I think this is the reason that, you know, Australia has a bit of a problem with piracy.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe. I've got one final topic, I've got one final topic for you, and just real quickly, because we are running out of time. Um, I want to talk about The Irishman. You've heard about this movie coming out? Um, yeah. yeah, this is big. Obviously, this is sort of Netflix's real big movie. they pumped more money into this than any other project. It's a movie with the Scorsese's directing. It's got Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, the star cast. And um, now it's this tension because... The director, Scorsese, he wants it to go to the movie so he can get his awards at the end of the day. Netflix, they want it exclusive to Netflix. They don't get any. They don't get as much money if they put it out to the cinemas. It will go to the cinemas, but only in a limited way. Is it coming to Perth, or is it just a few um, cinemas in the eastern states?
1: I think it's coming to Perth, and I think it's coming out next week for just like you said, just a few days yeah. at one or two cinemas. And you're right, Sean, and they've they put it out to cinemas purely so they can get Oscar contention for it. They did this last year with um, Roma, which was the Mexican film in black and white that was, everyone was frothing over and said, oh, it's on Netflix, it's the best thing ever. And, oh, well, yeah. oh, I want to watch it. Unfortunately, I didn't end up watching it because, you know, it <laughs> doesn't have that wide appeal as, you know, Scorsese, De Niro, Pacino making a gangster movie that's, three hours plus long and full of de-aging technology and all this kind of stuff. Uh, Very excited for The Irishman. It comes out at the end of the month on Netflix, which I'm sure is is going to get a little review from us. But, yeah, you're right, Sean. It's very strange how streaming services are able to pay so much money for, you know, what we assume is top-tier talent directing, all this kind of stuff, and then... The only way they can get any recognition is if they go through the normal studio system and pump it out to like one cinema and go, yeah, all right, it was out for two days. Yep, we can we can qualify for an Oscar now. But it's
0: even, I think it's even it's bigger than that. I think it's even more appalling for by Netflix because for me, as I don't go to the movie very often, but I appreciate that the cinema experience is way better than sitting on a laptop or even your your theater at home. You want to see it with the big screen. You want to hear it with the surround sound. So if you if you're having this big movie, like imagine i don't think um, avatar perhaps i mean that's 3d so it's a bit different but you know these real big movies imagine if they never went to cinema that would be a shame
1: that's that's very true sean and uh, especially with something like this which is highly anticipated by a lot of people it's Mm. not coming out to be like a little niche thing they're not just handballing it to netflix being like hey just suddenly put this out at the end of the month and you know hopefully it's gonna be one of the biggest movies of the year yeah Yeah, it's gearing up to everything. It's got an awards campaign already behind it. Everyone's been waiting for this for, I think, three years. And it is quite strange to just, you know... Netflix is good in a way that, okay, I can watch a brand-new movie that's never been released. I can just click and watch it at home. But also, you know, not everyone has it. And people do love going to the cinema to go watch these things. There's a fine line between, you know... Uh, we release a movie and then six months later, it comes out on DVD or something like that So maybe if the turnaround between the cinema release and the streaming release mm. is tightened, I don't know. I don't have the answers Sean. I just go watch
0: them. Yeah, that's true I don't think anyone has the answer. It's gonna be complicated and we'll see it more as these other platforms become more dominant It'll be interesting to see how the cinemas how they react. Hey, we've got to go I was gonna talk about Cody ugly but too late. We've run out of time Simo, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Sean.